Welcome to the Life Signatures Podcast with Lawrence Namale. Lawrence is a life coach, author, and keynote speaker who loves to tackle different topics on purpose, productivity, and resilience. His mission in life is to awaken all your boundless possibilities available in you. Life Signatures Podcast is dedicated to bring to reality every single person who knows that deep down in their gut, there's got to be more to life than this. And now, here is your host, Lawrence Namale. Well, hello and welcome to Life Signatures Radio, yet another episode. And today we are continuing with our series in Season 2 where we're talking about Irreplaceable. It's an exciting series. We've done already three episodes on this topic and it's been building up to something that I'm expecting to be life-changing and challenging to you as we go on. In Episode 12, one episode ago, we talked about what the meaning of the word Irreplaceable is. We say that if you do not know what Irreplaceable means, then it means that you are not going to know how to become irreplaceable. So the first thing that you've got to do in order to be irreplaceable is to know the meaning of being irreplaceable. And then in the last episode, episode 13, we talked about knowing your difference and acting your difference and refining your difference and refining your gifts and refining your talents. You see, that is the raw material that God put inside of you. Your gift and your talent is a seed that you're supposed to use to dominate we talked about domination and competition domination the difference between domination and competition you would rather dominate than compete you see when you know you are irreplaceable there is no point of competition of course there's an interesting discussion around that point that uh, you see there are some people who are doing the same thing as you are doing how about being better than them the point is that you are not necessarily focused on out-competing people, but you are focusing on being irreplaceable and uh, the rest will take care of themselves. I believe it is absolutely important. This message is absolutely necessary to all of us. I'm speaking to those people who have just come out of school and uh, there are thousands upon thousands of you who are competing for quote-unquote limited job opportunities or job positions the thing that is going to make you relevant whether you have a job or you're employing yourself or you're exploiting ideas the thing that is going to make you count and be relevant in this world it is your irreplaceability so let us uh, once again do a recap and uh, know what does it mean to be irreplaceable what is a life signature's definition of being irreplaceable to be irreplaceable simply means to show up at your very best doing all that you possibly can to deploy the most of the potential that God has placed inside of you. That is what being irreplaceable means. Quote, to be irreplaceable means to simply show up at your very best doing all that you possibly can to deploy the most of the potential that God has placed inside of you. The saddest thing about mankind is that, you know, when you're talking about being intended, the enduring thought on this subject is that anybody can become irreplaceable. In fact, I dare say that everyone was intended to become irreplaceable, which means you are born with the intention 
from the creator there is the intention that i'm creating this person to be irreplaceable you know from that particular point of view and that means that the creator puts inside of you the potential i'm so sure even as we keep on going we are going to have another season where we'll talk about potential but the creator put inside of you the potential to become irreplaceable so being irreplaceable is a process there is a point a there is a point b you are born intended to be irreplaceable by the creator and it's up to you to hone refine your difference in order to become irreplaceable it is a journey it is not something that you attain and by the way when you attain that aspect of being irreplaceable you expire you've done all that there is i believe you were put here on earth so that you can be irreplaceable however there exists a big chasm between the intention of the creator of everyone being irreplaceable and the reality of how many people indeed are irreplaceable think about it this way do you think on a scale of one to ten you are irreplaceable one being no and ten being emphatically yes do you think you are being irreplaceable do you think you are on the journey of being irreplaceable See, the saddest part of the existence of, hum of the human race is an exit from life with a whimper, never to be remembered. Imagine that. You were born, you come, you go, no note, nothing, nothing left behind, no memory of impact of or influence that you did. It is the sorriest thing on earth. Why would you be born in the first place? Come to think of it. Norman Cousins said, the tragedy of life is not death, but what we let die inside of us when we live. Imagine, think of that. The tragedy of life is not death, but what we let die inside of us when we are alive. So today we are having people walking on the face of the earth, having let something inside of them die something that the creator put there in the first place and i believe as he was crafting you he had a destination for you he had a destiny for you a purpose for you meaning and direction and it is your responsibility and my responsibility not to let it die to fan that spark to come to a mighty flame that it enlightens the whole world lights up the world and makes an impact and leaves a legacy behind that is the saddest part of the existence of the human race with all the intricacies woven in the human biological body what with the mind you know with a mind sharper than the fastest computer even when we are asleep with a mandate to have dominion on the earth the saddest part of the human existence is to exit from this life with a whimper never to be remembered and that's why the late dr miles monroe has said it and it has been quoted by atheists it's been quoted by believers it's been quoted by just about anybody it's been quoted by very many motivational speakers and he says the wealthiest place in the world is not the gold mines of south america or the oil fields of iran or iraq they are not the diamond mines of south africa or the banks of the world the wealthiest place on the planet is just down the road it is the cemetery there lie buried 
companies that were never started, inventions that were never made, best-selling books that were never written, and masterpieces that were never painted. In the cemetery is buried the greatest treasure of untapped potential. Dr. Myers goes ahead to say that his greatest mandate on earth is to rob the grave of its wealth. In order for him to do it, he had to be irreplaceable. I have never met a man or a woman with such vast knowledge on any subject under the sun. Dr. Miles talked about prayer as passionately as he talked about business, commerce and industry. He talked about purpose, wealth, productivity, giving us a distinct definition of work as opposed to a job. He talked about the purpose of a man, the purpose of a woman, and so on. In other words, this man was irreplaceable. In his own personal assessment, he says that he made a personal decision to be circumspect and to be upright at the very tender age of 17. In fact, his primary school teacher had always called him names and that he is a fool, that he cannot be educated, that he will not amount to anything. Somewhere, something changed and he who was meant to be a nobody at least in the eyes of this teacher is now irreplaceable while his teacher cannot be remembered positively they say the same about albert einstein they say the same about les brown they say the same about the most gifted music composer in the world they even say the same thing about Helen Keller. When Sidney Poitier first auditioned for the American Negro Theater, he flubbed his lines and spoke in a heavy Caribbean accent, which made the director angrily tell him to stop wasting his time and go get a job as a dishwasher. Thomas Edison's teacher told him he was too stupid to learn anything. <laughs> Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star because his editor felt he lacked imagination and no good ideas. Oprah Winfrey was publicly fired from her first television job as an anchor in Baltimore for getting too emotionally invested in her stories. Steven Spielberg was rejected by the University of Southern California School of Cinematic Arts multiple times. Hiriyoshi Honda's unique vision got him ostracized by the Japanese business community and laughed at over and over again. Colonel Harlan David Sanders was fired from dozens of jobs before he founded Fried Chicken Empire. Sir Isaac Newton's mother pulled him out of school as a boy so that he could run the family farm and he failed miserably. See, ultimately, to be irreplaceable at one point in time, you, I'm telling you, will have to conquer people's opinions. Big time. People would always be wagging their mouth. That's why when you wake up in the morning and you go to the newspaper store, they will not tell you that there are no newspapers because people are always talking. People are always changing their opinions. People are always changing their minds and they have a lot to say about you. And to be irreplaceable, I believe you are going to stare at people's eyeballs and tell them you're wrong about what you're saying about me. See, someone else's opinion about you does not have to be your reality. That is what Les Brown said. But I cannot begin to tell you how difficult it is to conquer someone else's opinion about you. Especially if that person is an authority figure in your life, such as a parent or a teacher. It corrodes heavier than acid. And that is why I am coming up with a book titled Raising the Inner Game of Your Child and in 2019 to address this matter. But I digress. Perhaps the greatest thing you will have to conquer apart from the voices of other people is yourself.
So we've talked about being irreplaceable. We've talked about number one, knowing what it means to be irreplaceable. And number two, we've talked about knowing your difference and honing your difference and refining your difference. But today, I want us to talk about conquering the self. You are not going to be irreplaceable if you cannot conquer yourself. You know, I wrote something some time back about wars that we need to fight. Probably one day I'm going to do an episode about this. The message is that even when there is peace in the world, there is one battle that a soul must wage and win. And that battle is the battle of self-conquest. Even when there is peace all around us, one battle that we must wage and win is the battle of self-conquest. It is not just enough to know your purpose as advocated in the previous episodes. Contrary to popular belief, knowledge is not power. It is knowledge acted upon that gives real personal power. If you and I are going to be irreplaceable, we must take one long hard look at the man in the mirror and make sure that he is conquered. Michael Jackson sang the song and said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. There are no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. It starts with you. It starts with me. There's a preacher who said, if you want a revival in the world, draw a circle around yourself and pray to God to bring revival in that circle. One word is used to summarize this concept of self-conquest. It is that word discipline. Discipline is an internal resolve to focus first on what gets you closer to your goals and purpose and in the process put away all else that is secondary. I'm going to say that again. Discipline is an internal resolve to focus first on what gets you closer to your goals and purpose and in the process put away all others that are secondary. Consistent discipline builds character and that is unshakable that feeds you and your momentum. And there are probably a few several subtopics that are key in laying the foundation of discipline. The first thing is planning. I never saw someone who is irreplaceable, who never planned. Muhammad Ali, the great battle fighter, boxing ring legend, he planned. He said that he doesn't like working out, but he loves the comfort that comes after working out. He said he doesn't count until he starts painting, because when he starts painting, that's when he starts counting. He said it because he's a planner. He was a consummate planner. This involves getting the vision, prioritizing, allocating resources and time and setting the foundation upon which all your actions will be best. It is an incredibly important aspect. If you are going to be disciplined, then you have to have knowledge of the discipline. What am I going to do this week? What am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do next month to hone my difference? Now that I know that my purpose is this and that, what am I going to do? How does my calendar look like? How is my learning? How have I prioritized my research? How have I planned myself, my life around this aspect? It is absolutely important. There can be no discipline without planning. The second thing is tracking. That means you can plan, but you need to also track your plan. A plan not reviewed is not worth planning. 
of course when it comes to implementing you will find that not all that you planned go exactly as you envisioned but at least the plan gives you the map of how your day or week or month or quarter needs to look like tracking shows you if you are deviating from the course or if you are on course if you are late or if you are on time if you're getting late or if you are on schedule it is absolutely important you cannot tell me you are disciplined if you are not tracking yourself if you're not tracking your actions what did you do yesterday what did you do last week you planned to do three things last week did you finish them in fact one of the biggest questions i tell people to always answer every day is this what can i finish today and you've got to do that through tracking the third thing is momentum this is a major value if you're going to be irreplaceable someone say that success is found in what you are doing daily you cannot build momentum if there is no resolve and a fight to have it built there is a great resistance when you start building momentum however once it is up there the force generated is so great that the whole world stands aside to watch you come alive this is one of the greatest fights that you must win the fight for being in a consistent motion to be irreplaceable notice here that momentum is of necessity applied to something not many things just one thing which means that if you are vacillating from one thing or another you're starting this thing today and then halfway in the middle you drop it and you start another three years down the line you've started 20 things none of them is finished because you lacked momentum you lacked focus you lacked the stickability the staying with it until it is done the very essence of mediocrity is starting very many things and not finishing any one of them You'd rather not start. You'd rather just have one thing and go with it even if it fails along the way. And that is how you become irreplaceable. So as you can see, the purpose of living itself is key. Get it and give it momentum. Fight all you have to get that momentum for it. In fact, if there is only one thing I can advise you and I can advise anybody in the whole wide world, this is it. Have momentum. Find your passion and pursue it to the hilt. That is how you become irreplaceable. But you know, once you've found your purpose and once you start pursuing it, there is absolutely no way that you are getting there if you are not disciplined, if you are not conquering yourself. See, the greatest, the happiest man you ever saw out there is a man who has a big no to his ego, big no to his flesh, his body. Man who has conquered himself is a man who is on the road of being irreplaceable. Start with the man in the mirror. Tell him to change his ways. There is no message that is ever clearer. If you want to make a change in the world, take a look at the man in the mirror and make a change in that man. That is how you and I will become irreplaceable. So we come to the end of this episode today. My question is this. What are you planning? What are you tracking? What is your momentum? Those three things. And finally, have you conquered yourself? What do you think it will take to conquer yourself? All right. Thank you for listening. We shall continue with this topic in the next episode. For now, bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to Life Signatures Radio. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe to Life Signatures Radio on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit our website at lifesignatures.libsyn.com. Life Signatures Radio, fresh, clean, and inspiring.